Welcome to the Freedom Chaser Six Figure Strategies Podcast. If you're an agent or an investor yet to hit six figures, this is the show for you. We take a deep dive into strategies to help you achieve the goal of six figures so that you can grow up to seven figures eventually. All right. Meet Kevin Rockward and Jesse Kwong, the co-founders of Pebble REI, which is a CRM tool specifically built for land investors. We're going to dive into what that does. Um... But before we do that, what makes you guys better than your competition? <laughs> what makes you better? I want to know. And in particular, I'm going to call out high level because we were talking pre-show. It's like, sure. what makes you guys better than your competition? We're just going to go right into it. Fire's blazing. What makes you guys better? Yeah. So we're in the world of, of land investing. So we, I mean, that's all we focus on. If you're, if you're looking at like an, at an open form, you know, open platform, like go high level podio, you know, that's just a platform. I like to look at it as a sandbox and you have to structure everything where both Kevin and I come from a land investing background. We're very close to the community. We know all the educators. Mm -hmm. We know the direction that things are going in through we're we're participating in a lot of webinars and we're quite involved and so that gives a lot of influence towards the way that we move the product itself and 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 how we sort of continue to keep aligned with the things that are changing in the world of land investing just like any sort of you know business or or form of real estate investing that landscape mm -hmm. constantly changes so we're always adapting and, and taking in, into consideration the feedback that we get from the community. Um, and just a simple fact, I mean, the, just the knowledge that we have uh, in, in land investing. And again, this is something that we're purely focused on. A lot of people come and ask us, can you do houses? Can you do this? No, we are hardcore focused on helping land investors get streamlined so they can get scaled up. And if we're talking about other competitors in this space, it's really, you know, everybody sort of knows the ins and out of the strategies and flipping where our software really puts a lot of emphasis on building out processes and repeatable process. And we're really focused on scaling. How do we find mm -hmm. our users back freedom within their own land business? That's, that's really what drives the North Star here uh, at Pebble. So we're really hyper-focused essentially. Very cool. I love how hyper-focused you are. I love the intensity in which you said, are you guys ever going to adapt this for house? And you're just like, no, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, we're never close to ideas, but right now there's so much to explore in the world of land. And we just got started not too long ago. So we are really committed to land. Yeah. I, I think it's a smart commitment. Um, so cool. I mean, let's talk about land in general. So, I mean, one of the things you guys said when we started our pre-show, right, is you're kind of strategy agnostic. You're not going to tell people what strategy to use. You're just going to give them all the tools they need to execute whatever strategy they want. Yeah. So we've gotten a chance to talk to a lot of investors from different backgrounds, from different training programs. And, you know, some people swear by this and some people swear by this strategy. And when we look at the data, well, it's like, well, this can work and this also can work. You should have the ability to optimize as founders. You know, we can't just be hand fed exactly what to do. And that's the beauty about running your own business. You have so much freedom. And so Pebble really looks at that and says, Hey, you know, you're running a land business. You are the owner of a land business. You have the freedom to do whatever works and whatever is best for you. You know, you're not coming out of a specific program. You have to use this specific software and do it this way that everybody else is doing. No, 
you have that ability to optimize. You know, you can split test. You can try different strategies. I mean, we're doing things that a lot of educators or gurus aren't even teaching out there that you can do within Pebble. So we say, hey, all of this can work. And what matters is you find what works best for you, your market, your business, the kind of properties you're after. So you have that flexibility. I don't think there is one golden ticket here. And that's the beautiful thing about being a founder or being an owner, an entrepreneur in, 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 in whatever you do, actually, not, not just land. So mm -hmm. yeah, we're, we're in essence, yeah, we're, we're sort of strategy agnostic. We don't teach uh, strategy. I, I tell a lot of people on calls, I say, I don't care about strategy. All I care about is that you find the right strategy that works for you guys and make it easy for you guys to be able to get in that direction. Absolutely. And that's so on point. Like, um, there's so many strategies in real estate investing in general, right? So, I mean, you could get yeah. lost in the weeds of which strategy should I use, or right. you should try two or three strategies until you figure out a couple that work for you. I mean, it's, it's like you could read every book there is out there, or you could just start figuring shit out on the way, and, and you're going to okay. find your way a lot faster if you go out there and you start figuring stuff out along the way. Now, you said something very important. You said that Pebble's doing things that nobody else can do. So I need to know what that is because you piqued my curiosity. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, let's start with even some basic things like, you know, your different offer strategies. You know, a lot of people are taught the the, the neutral letter or they're taught the, uh, you know, an offer letter. Well, you know, things like ranged offers, that doesn't really get taught anywhere. Pebble can do sort of a ranged offer. Um, a lot of people are told, hey, don't, don't, don't do postcards. They don't work. Well, we have data that says postcards do very well. And, you know, you have the ability even let's just talk about even on the printing side. I mean, we operate, we can send out direct mailers. That's, that's a huge strategy for a lot of land investors. Uh, direct mail is not going anywhere, um, especially in the world of land. And so most of everybody is working with a printed mail house and they're going to get a list and they're going to get a document. They're going to merge it. And, that's pretty much it. Where Pebble, because we look at the data, we can acknowledge the data, we can do a lot of really cool things. There's something that a lot of people are taught to do is the simple fact is when they get a list of properties, they remove the duplicate owner. So if Johnson was on that list five times, well, we're not going to send him five letters and annoy the heck out of him. We're going to send him one letter and just say, hey, Johnson, I'm interested in your one property. Well, on, on Pebble, Again, we're not we're not just a print of mail house. We acknowledge that there. We saw that Johnson's there five times. Well, let's just why don't we say, hey Johnson, we want your entire portfolio. We'd like to offer, I don't know, twenty five grand for your entire portfolio. Now he may not want to sell you that, but you are going to get the conversation over anybody else. So there's a lot of different things that we're doing really differently than than any anybody else. Is again, when we can be hyper focused, we we get a lot of opportunities to try a lot of fun things like this. Yeah, that was a very cool analogy because where you went with it is exactly where my brain went. I was like, okay, if this guy owns five properties, that doesn't mean I want to send him one letter. That means I really need to talk to this guy. So yeah, that is very cool stuff. So here's something I would love to ask you guys, because you must've gotten started in the land game. And I'm, I think there's an abundance of opportunity right now. The more people I talk to in land, first off, the easiest, the easier it sounds. Um, they're just, they make it sound so easy. Like I'm talking to this guy, he's like, I got this team, like three people. He's like, I did 1.2 million last year. And I'm just like, okay, 
But like, why do you think more people should be looking at land? Because every land guy I talk to, they make it sound so easy. They could develop passive income. They could triple their equity with almost no work. Um, like, is there a downside? Should I just throw everything away and just be like, fuck it, I'm going into land? Or like, what is that? <laughs> because you guys make it sound so easy. So I'll tell you my origin story and how I got into land. So I live here in South Korea. Um, and I guess it was about 2018 where I was starting to think about how I can do a side hustle and start making, making some passive income in different ways. Initially, I was looking into getting into housing, either doing wholesaling or, 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 uh, long-term, uh, rentals. And as I was trying to figure out how to do this while living in South Korea, uh, I realized like this is going to be pretty difficult, not impossible. There are people that are doing, doing distance, uh, investing, investing and making it work really well. But for me, there was a lot of red flags that sort of was pulling me away from that strategy. And that's when I found somebody doing land investing and they were like, I've bought and sold a hundred properties and I've never seen a single one of them. And that really piqued my in interest. And, you know, when I started digging into this, I realized the land investing game is all about data and it's all about numbers and it's all about just finding that niche of properties that works for you. And that's what I really dove into it and um, immediately saw a, a huge amount of success. Now, it's, it's, not, it's not a flip a switch and make money. You do have to put in the time and the work. So I don't want to I don't want to say that it's 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 easy because it's not. But if you put in the time and put in the effort and learn a strategy and figure out what works for you, there is huge opportunities in this space. And I think the main one is that uh, there are just by nature way more properties available that are vacant than properties available with houses on them. They're just, it's just a numbers game that way. There's more land than there are houses. Uh, so right away, you're facing less competition in that in that sense. There's also fewer land investors than there are housing investors. And with the market the way it is, especially the past couple of years, we've all seen prices get sort of over their skis a little bit. And it's much harder to find deals these days. Uh, that's not so much the case in the land space. There still are tons of deals available. It's just a matter of doing the work to find where those are and then and then going after them absolutely um all right so i'm gonna put you guys on the spot a little bit here since you're strategy agnostic if i was a new land guy brand new guy right i sign up for your software i don't know what to do do you guys provide support at all or would you be like hey go find a guru <laughs> or or <laughs> <laughs> go find a guru Man, it's, it, I remember when I first got into real estate, it was just, it, I had, I'm a Canadian. We can't do a lot of this in Canada, you know, wholesaling and getting data and all this. This was crazy when I first got into real estate and I got in the housing area too. But yeah, I mean, that, that's one of the things where, uh, you know, I'm quite clear about, um, you know, we're, we typically work with people who have already gotten some sort of training or coaching or mentoring or it, it always... I always get a weird feeling about those kind of words, um, but 
you know, there, there are plenty of really, really good people in the space um, that can help you get on your way with land. Um, and where I focus on education and, and helping other people is on the systemizing side of things. Um, again, there's, there's a lot of people who can show you how to flip land. The model isn't too complicated and you can have a lot of fun and creativity in land. Um, but it, it, nobody really sort of gets the support that they need when it comes to actually building processes, building repeatable process. How do you hire somebody? How do you train somebody? How do you bring somebody into your business and start buying back time yourself? And so you can leverage yourself to work on the more strategic side of things. Cause it's very, very easy to get stuck in the operational stuff in, in land because I mean, you can run everything from your computer. It's not like you have to have a contractor and, you know, boots on ground and go and do all this crazy stuff. Right. And that's what also attracted me to land. I, I mean, I, I did everything. You just inadvertently attracted me even more. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you can, you can literally run everything from, from your computer. So, um, it really becomes now like, how do you, how do you, you know, actually grow this darn thing, um, and, and get processes in place and systems in place to actually do that for you. So, uh, yes. So to answer your question, we don't sort of educate on land. There's, uh, we have our podcast that we, you know, we get to in interview a lot of people who talk about their strategy. Um, and we, we have webinars from time to time, but really where we focus on is helping land investors actually get processes in place, build a good foundation to actually have a chance to grow their business because it is very scalable. I mean, look, look at this, both Kevin and I are, we don't even reside in, in, in United States. We have people who are backpacking Bali going through, uh, uh, you know, Europe. I have one guy, I've always begged him to come onto our podcast. He's always got beer on him. And that guy refuses to come on because he's living the good life. He's always at a poolside. And, um, I know, I know what he's doing. I've, I've, I've known him for a while, but, uh, yeah, we've got a lot of these people that are just digital nomads and running a complete full, full scale land business. And you wouldn't even know. Um, so yeah, but anyways, yes. So that kind of education. Yes. Beautiful. I love it. I love it when people take a firm stance and I challenge them on it and they're like, I'm staying where I was, bro. So <laughs> doing that because it, it speaks to your integrity. Right. And I'm um, just doubling back to what Kevin said quite a bit ago, but I wanted to reiterate like in general, real estate, it's simple, not easy. Whereas, you know, the concepts yes. are not super complex, but it takes a little bit of failure. It takes a lot of action to really figure it out. You can't really figure anything out in a book, essentially. You need to go do it. And that's how you learn, really, um, which why well, I always quote Kent Clothier all the time. He came on the show and he's just like, ignorance on fire beats knowledge on ice a hundred times out of a hundred. And I'm just like, yeah, so that means I just better go charge after shit and not know anything. And eventually I'll still make it further because the other guy is just reading. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's very true. That is very yeah. True. So the fact that you guys are so deep into systematizing, not only that, like you dodge the other question intentionally, which I love because I intentionally asked it to see if I could sway you. So like, what do you think most people are getting wrong in terms of systemization and process mm. orientation mm. in the land game in particular? Cause we're talking about a niche here. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's, they kind of, a, a lot of land investors don't look beyond themselves and, um, 
-hmm. they get into that operator mode. It's so easy. It's so easy to, because I mean, these, the, the deal cycles aren't too long. It's pretty addictive and you know, you can run it yourself. You really can actually, you can do quite a decent number ball by yourself, but then you don't realize you've hit a cap and you're wondering why the heck am I hitting this cap? I'm following everything. And I, I can't break this glass ceiling. And they realize they're spending most of their time and brain power and bandwidth on, you know, operating their business. Um, it, it's not that they have a wrong system. I would say, I think that's sort of a, more of a mindset thing. I guess the other thing is, um, th through hearsay and, and, and the education background that they're, that they're part of, they don't, they don't know what else is out there. Land is still quite a niche. So they haven't heard of, you know, systems like Pebble or yeah, I mean, systems like us where, so they're used to, Hey, I've got to do this and, 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 and use this and use this. So what happens is they've built a hodgepodge system here. And now it becomes very challenging to actually think about optimizing, trying something different. You know, I, I surprise people when they say, yeah, you, you know, cool. You're doing a, a blind offer strategy. Have you tried a ranged offer? I'm not saying that's the winning strategy, but you should have that opportunity to try. Well, like, well, it's not easy with the way I've got it set up that so-and-so has taught me or, you know, and, and, and so we see a lot of that. We see a lot of people having a lot of what we call data redundancy. Uh, because we deal with thousands and thousands of property, right? We're mailing, we're marketing. And, you know, as soon as a lead comes in, well, I got to duplicate that property record here to manage a little bit of the process here. And then I've got to duplicate it over here because I got to get more mailing out and I've got to duplicate another list. It just makes this such a hairy process. I've heard of the term a rat's nest. And a lot of people come mm -hmm. into us saying, basically have a rat's nest, help us. How do I untangle this and have this all under one place? So I only have, you know, like a pure single property record that I can run all my operations through. It's nice and easy. They don't need to worry about all these different things they're trying to juggle. And, um, so yeah, maybe those two things I, I think typically I see quite often. And then the big thing, uh, is when you are ready to scale and bring on help, Bringing somebody in when you have a rat's nest and trying to teach them that yeah. is very challenging. Whereas if you have a system like Pebble where all the data is in one place, there's only one source of truth for everything, and you can bring somebody in, add them to your Pebble account, and have them up and running in hours instead of weeks of training, that's a huge way to, to scale your business uh, and, and get to that next level. Tim, he wasn't listening the whole time. He just. <laughs> oh, I was definitely listening. I'm just... It's a dog. Um, oh, I had, to, uh, okay. I had to wait a second so that we couldn't hear the claps going around or the, the claws. Um, <laughs> sorry. Okay. Um, no, that was a, that was a great answer. Um, what I wanted to ask. I'm glad I had this written down because I would have forgot because of your joke, Jesse. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you've mentioned the ranged offer a couple times. Like, yeah. I, can, I know the benefit of a ranged offer because one of my coaches was a really big fan of it. But yeah. why do you think more people should be throwing out ranged offers? I'd like your perspective on it. And I think that's the thing. I don't think people should be 
throwing out more range on I just think people should try it and see if it works for their market. Um, I will never get into that realm where I'm coaching people on strategy and saying one strategy is better than the other. It's just that it happens to be that ranged offers is one of those things that, you know, a lot of instructors or people don't get an opportunity to be able to teach because it's newer or their the mailing system doesn't support for that. It's not easy to do that, uh, you know, in a mail merge, perhaps uh, there's limit, there's like literally logistical limitations to it. So some people stay away from it. Otherwise, it's going to take them a lot longer. And for us, there's it's it's just easy peasy. Again, I I don't think there is any golden ticket. Um, I've seen everybody prove me wrong left and right, and it's awesome to see that. Some people, I mean, some people show me a letter like my first uh, my first postcard. You know, this works for me. Great, use it. And why not try and optimize on this? You know, like this ugly postcard that I have here. But um, yeah, I, I, I don't think that's a, a strategy anybody should, you know, swear by. And I think they should have the opportunity to try it and see if that works for them. Man, you guys are really firmly entrenched in, in the, hey, we're just here to support your guys' systems and processes. <laughs> yeah, Brilliant. totally. <laughs> I will throw out why I see the benefit of a ranged offer just for the hell of it, right? Um I will not give an offer number first unless I'm absolutely forced to, and it's after asking five different ways how much they want, right? Mm -hmm. But if I ask five different ways and I can't get it, it's going to be a ranged offer every freaking time because if it's not a ranged offer, there's a 50% chance I I ruin my chance 100% with the offer, right? Yeah. If it's a ranged yeah. offer, it's like, hey, it's somewhere in that range, right? It's like, as long as they're thinking somewhere in that range, it's like, okay, I know that... I'm inside that range, right? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I mean, just exactly. It, it gives you the opportunity to have a conversation that you might not have had before had you given them a firm number, mm -hmm. right? And exactly. I think that's the thing. That's the huge benefit about a ranged offer. You get that conversation. It's sort of like a best of both worlds, you know, between a neutral where you're just saying, hey, I want a, an intent letter and, and a, an offer. You, you know, you get the conversation going. For, you know, with an with a intent letter or a neutral letter, you're going to get a ton of responses, a ton of unqualified leads. And then on the other spectrum, you know, you send them a hard offer and, you know, you're probably going to get most likely rejected. So, you know, you're kind of in that in that middle zone, too. So it works for some people, doesn't work for some. Um, and I really think that depends on the market and, and, and the kind of properties you're after as well. Absolutely. So it'll depend on the market. It'll depend on the type of properties you're after. It'll depend on the person utilizing the strategy. And that's why being strategy agnostic has some sort of brilliance to it, right? Because, you know, unfortunately, everybody has to figure out this game on themselves by themselves. They might yeah. have help, but yeah. ultimately the entrepreneur's journey is a journey of self-discovery. And if you're not going to discover yourself, unfortunately, you're going to find yourself at a W-2 job. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. And I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know, following a strategy. I think it gives you a great benchmark and it gives you a starting ground to start learning. And, and you know, it's a safe zone to start playing, but you have to start playing, you know, you have to get started, really. That's, I mean, you hear this time over and over. You have, you just mm -hmm. have to start, you know. <laughs> you just have to start. Yeah. So the, yeah. the last person I interviewed, she's like 10,000 hour rule. I mean, she phrased, I don't even know. I didn't read the book. So if it says it like this in the book. Oops. Um, but anyway, <laughs> so, <laughs> the 10,000 hour rule, right? It's like uh, basically 10 years to become an expert. And it's like, hey, look, that 10 years is going to pass anyways. So you yeah. might as well do it with some intention, right? Because you're either going to become an expert or you're not. 
I mean, right. <laughs> if you look exactly. at it that way, exactly. it just really makes it that there's only one decision to make. Yeah. It's very cool. Anybody out there listening that hasn't touched land, so why do you think they should be thinking, hey, maybe I should check out land? So I, I think that, uh, like I said, there's, there's opportunities out there. You may, if you're facing steep competition in your market, you know, it doesn't hurt to try. It doesn't cost that much to start your first mailing campaign um, or just, just throw something out there on the land space. Maybe the market you're working in has some land available and you just want to see what happens. Um, it doesn't hurt to try. And, um, and I think that, uh, you know, for this, this really is a great business for somebody who really enjoys the more process oriented business model, um, where you can work from a computer where you really like spreadsheets and looking through data and filtering out things. And you like the hunt for that needle in the haystack sort of thing. Um, for me, that really, that really spoke to the way I think being sort of more of technical person, um, that, that sort of strategy really, really made sense to me. Um, yeah, so I, I think it's, it doesn't hurt to try it out. And, uh, for me, you know, I, I, it took me, uh, maybe three, four months to sell my buy and sell my first property. And once you get that first one, it's like, then, then the race is on. It's like, it's like, go, go, go. I got to like scale this thing up and, and, and go quick. It, it really is. You do have to be careful because it, it kind of is addicting. Once you, uh, once you get this machine going, uh, it's, it's kind of fun. So, yeah. Well, I love it when people talk about success being addicting because like by definition it is, you know, almost any drug that is addicting affects dopamine and guess what gets released when you accomplish a goal? dopamine yeah um so exactly i mean success is literally addicting i tell anybody out there that if you have an addictive personality you should go set some goals and start accomplishing them because you're probably really going to enjoy it um so Mm -hmm. um so let me let me let me throw this curveball at you guys so most of the people i know investing in land and doing so successfully are doing it in areas with heavy growth so we're talking Southeast mm-hmm. Florida, we're talking Southwest Arizona, Texas, those types of areas. Mm-hmm. Now I know you guys are strategy agnostic, so you're probably going to say this will work anywhere, but so let's get specific. I live in the Chicago suburbs. It's a little bit different for me. We actually have an exodus. We have people leaving more so than people coming, but yep. the paradox is that the city is still growing and Mm-hmm. The metro area still building. <laughs> mm-hmm. So like, well, would it even be worth it? You know, most people I say in land, they would say, hey, you know, just go look in Arizona instead because you could do this virtually. It's like, why would you do this in your backyard when you could do it in an area that is popping off right now instead of an area that is potentially on the decline mm-hmm. or stick at home? Yeah. Yeah. I, again, it's, it's all about what you want to do. Now I will say that the majority of, um, sort of easy opportunities are in those areas you mentioned, Southwest, Southwest, Florida, Texas. Um, but the, uh, there are certainly places in other areas, especially if you know a specific area. Um, you know, I'm, I'm from a similar, I'm from Wisconsin. 
and there's a lot of like we call it lake country up in up in Wisconsin where a lot of people buy land around lakes to build houses and do like a like a summer vacation house sort of thing. There's tons of land up there that you could target. And if you know what properties to go after and you know what things to look for, that might be a great strategy for you. If if you really know the Chicago area and you know some properties available, that may be a, a good spot for you as well. So it certainly can work everywhere. And we have people all over the country <laughs> doing different different deals, people buying land in Hawaii, people buying land in Alaska. Um, there's lots and lots of land that's available. It's just a matter of finding that niche. And a lot of times it's just a matter of like focusing on one area and doing it over and over. And, and maybe you'll fail a few times before you find that right niche of property that works for you. So it's, it's, um, there's lots of opportunities out there for sure. We're, we're not sort of market finding experts, but I definitely see a lot of people working out of the areas that you mentioned, but also many different other areas. And there's some people who have been investing in their own backyards for, you know, over a decade to two decades that I speak to, and they're finally thinking, okay, well, I think I'm going to start growing this thing, you know, and having more fun outside. And, and I've, I've seen it go both ways. So, um, yeah, there, there's, there seems to be opportunity all over the place. You know, are you looking to, you know, work close to more of a metro area? Are you looking for rural vacant land? There's, it, it, it all depends on where you want to go with that and how you want to sort of niche down and, and explore. So yeah, you have a lot of flexibility for sure. Absolutely. So I think Kevin touched on something that's very important because you mentioned lean into something that you know. So... Let's talk art versus science, because this is important in land in particular, <laughs> um, because if you're like, we're talking in terms of property analysis, right? Whereas there's two forms of analysis. There's the science. Like if I'm looking at single family properties, it becomes very easy to comp out a property if I have comps within a half mile, right? It's like apples to yes. apples, so on and so forth. As long yep. as it's a single family detached, it's the same type. Everything is apples to apples. Very easy to price. Where land, yes. uh, there's quite a bit more nuance too, right? And I'll give you an example. Yes. I'll give you an example too. So I had a lead. Um, I looked at the comps. I was like, okay, comps say it's worth $17,000. There's a structure there. I need to knock that down. So you have to pay my demolition costs. It's $15,000. I'll offer you two. And then he calls me back a week later. His hot, his land that comps out at seventeen thousand dollars, he sold it for twenty two, and I'm just like, what the hell are you talking about? It's not worth that much. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. But obviously, I'm the person in the wrong here. I'm a smart enough person to know that somebody else is smarter than me. They paid that money for a reason. But mm -hmm. what would it be if the comps don't make sense? Doesn't make sense. That's what I don't understand. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, land land is by its very nature a lot more difficult to run comps on, mainly because there's fewer comps available and different properties are different, right? You might have you might have a great looking property, but there's a power line running over it. Like that's automatically gonna drop the property value a huge amount. You might have a great piece of land, but there's no access to it. That automatically just like tanks the value. So 
there's uh, a little bit more work that, that the investor needs to do on the due diligence side to figure out those things. Is there access? Is there power available somewhere that can be run? Is there water? Is there, you know, access or uh, is there zoning issues where like it's unbuildable, that sort of thing. Um, so all of those things do affect the comps. Another thing that is much more difficult is that uh, counties do not do a good job of assessing values on land. I've seen just wildly different uh, assessed values that the that the county is charging for a tax basis on you know two adjoining two adjacent properties the same size same area they look identical but one is triple the assessed value the the other for basically no reason so it's a lot it's a lot more difficult to come up with prop with with comps however that being said um, again it's all just about trying different different ways and um you know once you focus in on an area you start sending letters out you start getting leads in you start making offers and it doesn't hurt to just make some crazy lowball offers and see what people say and if you don't get them that's okay each each one you get rejected you learn a little bit more about what that might be worth um you know there's obviously like comp data you can find on on easily accessible websites like zillow and and redfin there are ways that you can search by land in there um and yeah so it's just a it's just a matter of of trying things and when you'll what you'll find is you'll realize if you hit the same county over and over again you'll start realizing like okay this area is a bunch of 40 acre properties i know that i can sell a 40 acre property in this half of the county for this amount so once i know that i can start making pretty firm offers on things but it just takes repetition by the way speaking about comps can i put a plug in here for you guys all it's a completely free tool that we've created for land comping yeah yeah i, so I mean if you're gonna plug a free tool i'm not i'm not gonna beat you up bro i mean it's free <laughs> <laughs> yeah no we've, we've built a um completely free um we call it the pebble pricer and uh it's a chrome extension that you can install into your browser that'll help you run your basically when you're on zillow or redfin or whatever you know listing marketplace that you're on it'll actually help you uh, do your comp calculations uh, right from from the websites um and it will save you tons and tons of time so completely free if you head over to pebblerei.com go to resources or just go to slash pricer or just go to resources. And then there's a, a pebble pricer tool there. That's tremendous. Thank you for sharing that. I'll check that out next time I have a land lead for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, for sure. It technically um, can work for housing too, but uh, yeah, so try it out. Really? Yeah. Elaborate a little bit on that. <laughs> well, all it's doing well, is you go on Zillow. Cause I mean, it sounds like you guys are pretty dialed in on being really great at land. <laughs> So it, it, well, it, it, it is dialed in, it is dialed in for land. So, <laughs> however, if you, if you find yourself just going to Zillow, looking up, you know, a, a, a property type and just and like what I used to do is just like copy down the last sold price into an Excel spreadsheet 10 times to generate my comps. This takes away that drudgery. So you pull up a search result, you get properties, you click add to the list. You do that on Zillow, you do that on Redfin, you do that on 
on realtor.com and it'll it'll generate a just give you an average comp for all the all the properties you're looking at um, it'll also break it down price per acre and uh, do some average and median sort of things so it works for land it works best for land but you can also do it for housing cool so it sounds kind of similar to Zillow's system I'm hoping it's not as bad as Zillow's system do you know how much money they lost last year? It's like $800 billion or something. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty. <laughs> I think it was 800 million. I don't think it was 800 billion. And that, that would be crazy, right? Um, but I'm pretty sure it was 800 million. I just like to throw them under the bus um, because obviously their estimate mm -hmm. sucks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, well, cool, guys. This has been a lot of fun. Um, what are you guys' vision over the next 12 months? Like, what are you guys trying to accomplish at Pebble in the year of 2023? Yeah, we, we've got a, a mission to continue to help uh, land investors actually get systemized and scale and really start that movement and get people to really treat this like a business. Because the reality is, as land starts to, you know, inch and get a little bit more and more popular, you know, competition will continue to rise. And we're seeing that a lot of people from the housing, from the wholesaling are rolling into, you know, they're trickling into and they're finding what's this land. I've done a couple land deals. I didn't know this is a regular thing I could do. And so it's really our mission to start changing the perspective of, Hey, this is an actual business. If you're going to, if you're going to run a business, you got to treat it like a business. And, and so that's what we're looking to continue to do here um, over the next few years um, and, and really in the immediate future, there's some really cool tools that we're building out within uh, the Pebble app or software itself. Um, and, and really, uh, we're just on a mission to continue to help people, you know, find time and, and, and pull themselves into that passenger seat of the uh, of their business so they can focus on the big picture. So um, I would say, you know, if, if it's more like tangible things, there's some cool stuff we're building out inside of, of Pebble. And uh, if you ever wanted to check out what we're doing, one of the cool things that Pe uh, Pebble we do here, different from most software, is we run what we call our update roundup. So every month, Kevin and I literally go on live, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, with people asking questions. We share what we're actively building, what we're actively mm -hmm. working on, what we just actively launched. Um, it's like as close as you can get to sort of like the development roadmap of any software. And it's one of our ways to kind of hold ourselves accountable to our community and our, our users. So we're super transparent. Um, you can check us out on YouTube. That's uh, Pebble REI. Um, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff that, that we'll be also talking about these next few quarters that, that we're working on inside the system. I don't know. Kevin, I don't know any ideas of the next few months you want to share or? Yeah, we've, we've got um, some really cool things coming up. Um, we, we just Sounds like there's a big announcement our... coming in. <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> well, we just, just in, in January, we launched our new phone, uh, phone and texting and email integrations. So you can follow up with all your leads, do, um, do your texting and phone calls all right within the Pebble application. And, uh, we've got some really cool features coming around automations with, doing automated follow-ups and, and that's going to be uh, sort of our focus going forward. So if you haven't checked out Pebble or maybe you checked us out six months ago and it didn't do everything you wanted to, definitely check us out again because we are we are really moving quickly to add uh, a whole bunch of really cool features. So, yeah. Absolutely. If they haven't checked you out, where would they find you? 
Yeah, you can head over to pebblerei.com. Uh, that's our main site. Uh, that's where you can book a demo with myself. Um, you know, it's me and you on a chat, see if this is even a good fit for you. Um, and then we're also launching a regular challenge too. If you wanted to actually work with me uh, and, and a few others um, over a five-day you know, course, um, it's an intensive that we do on, on through Zoom to kind of get systemized. There's no strategy talk, right? <laughs> There's no strategy talk. Um, it's all about systems. I will talk your ear off about systems and we will actually do things and get things set up. There's homework. So you can also learn about that on uh, the dirt, sorry, dirthackerchallenge.com as well. Absolutely tremendous, guys. I knew there wasn't going to be any strategy. I, I challenged myself to get you guys to give me a strategy, and I was unsuccessful. <laughs> so um, you guys are certainly practicing what you preach, being strategy agnostic. I literally was like, try to get one from them. Um, <laughs> so you guys are firm on that belief. Um, all right, guys, you guys know where to find them. They have the systems. They have the processes. They're not going to give you the strategy. But they are really good at what they're doing, systems and processes. They're staying in their lane, which is important. So to those of you out there chasing freedom, freedom is acquired one action at a time. Go out there and try a bunch of these strategies. That's the only way to figure out what's going to work. You got to go out there and do a bunch of them. And then over time, you're going you're gonna to find that one. Like Kevin mentioned, you only need one. Don't you find a $10,000 check and you're just like, hey, that was that easy. Wait a second. This couldn't be that possible. And then you go and duplicate it. So just go out there, take massive action. Tell somebody that you know that can help hold you accountable. And before you know it, you too will be living a life of freedom. So thank you for tuning in and we'll catch you on the next one.